Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you might be getting your podcast from by putting in TR90 and Frank Lomas, actually Frank Lomas first and then TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the Digit 4 Anti-Aging, all pushed together as one word. If you're listening to this on the podcast and you wish to catch us live, dial in to 712-775-8972. When it prompts for that conference code, put in 910022 to join us live, and we would be delighted to have you with us. Live and in person, no less. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. Uh, Our panel does these calls in support of your TR90 efforts, and um, we really want want you to be able to transition to this lifestyle change seamlessly. But if you need a little help, you can always ask us questions before or after the call, and we would be delighted to help you as best we can. So when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it is one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. But if you're not able to do that, take them with your meals. In my experience, it works just as good if you take them with your meals. And some people can't take pills on an empty stomach, and there's a multitude of different reasons. My case was I never knew when my meals were going to be, so I had to take them with my meals, otherwise I would forget. And it's best not to forget them. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables uh, will give you your macronutrients, which are your proteins, your carbs, your sugars, and the big building blocks of those, your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals, and the last thing that your fruits and vegetables will give you is fiber, and fiber helps you in two ways, one of which is with satiety, the other which is with um, good digestive health, and for that, guys need about 45 grams of fiber daily, ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber daily. So it is really important to get that fiber in because it can prevent a host of uh, digestive health issues. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week, uh, and the minimum is at 30 minutes. You can chunk it up into two 15-minute chunks or three 10-minute chunks, or you can do it all in one 30-minute chunk, whatever works best for your lifestyle. Can you do more? Absolutely. And in the dark time of the year, I would definitely recommend adding an extra five to ten minutes daily just to kind of shake things up and keep things moving in a positive direction. If you're exercising heavily, well, then you can lose up to a quart of body moisture in an hour. So it's really important to stay hydrated, and your baseline for hydration is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you start out at 50 ounces of water daily, but then you increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture through exercise, stress, and other things, humidity. 
So it's really important to start out with wherever you're at and slowly build up to it. Um, I got into the water habit many years ago when I was on Weight Watchers, and it was just one of those things that I really haven't given up. The last thing I recommend is seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That sleep will actually does several things in your body. It does system resets, restores um, muscles and tissues, repairs them, restores memories, both muscle and mental memories, clears out toxins. It just does a multitude of things, and so getting good adequate sleep is really important. So today I'm sharing some information out of a book that's called Eat to Live. It was written by Joel, J-O-E-L, Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N-N-D. And um, many of the things that he recommends, since he's a nutritarian, he just dovetailed right in with the TR90 program and with everything that over many years I've studied and found to be pretty accurate, which is eating lots of fruits and vegetables. So we're jumping into weighing food and trying to eat smaller portions is futile. Earlier, um, last week I compared 100 calories of greens with 100 calories of meat. I did not contrast them by weight or portion size as is customary. I compared caloric portions because it is meaningless to compare foods by weight or portion. Let me provide an example to explain why this is the case. Take one teaspoon of melted butter, which gets gets 100% of its calories from fat. If I take that teaspoon of butter and mix it in a glass of hot water, I can now say that it is 90% 98% fat-free by weight. 100% of its calories are still from fat. It doesn't matter how much water or weight is added, does it? Still get, still get the same fat. Sorry about that. In fact, if a food's weight were important, it would be easy to lose weight, and we would just have to drink more water. The water would trigger the weight receptors in the digestive tract and our appetite would diminish. Unfortunately, this is not the way our bodies apostat. That is the brain control center in the hypothalamus that controls food intake, or food intake is controlled. As explained earlier, bulk, calories, and nutrient fulfillment are not the weight of not the weight of the food, turn off our apostat. Since the foods Americans consume are so calorie-rich, we have all been trying to diet by eating smaller portions of low-nutrient foods. We not only have to suffer hunger, hunger, but also wind up with a perverted cravings because we are nutrient-deficient to boot. We must consume a certain level of calories daily to feel satisfied. So now I ask you to completely rethink what you consider a typical portion. To achieve superior health and a permanently thin physique, you should eat large portions of green foods. When considering any green plant food, 
remember to make the portion size huge by conventional standards. Eating large portions of these super healthy foods is the key to your success. I can attest to that because many times you go to a restaurant and they give you this dinky little salad and I want one that's twice or three times the size just because I want the greens and the vegetables that are in that salad and not necessarily the other stuff that's on it. So the nutrient weight conflabulation. Well, nutrient weight ratios hide how nutrient deficient processed food is and make animal source food look not so fatty. Could this be why the food industry and the USDA chose this method? Could it be a conspiracy to have the consumers not realize that they what they are really eating? For example, a Burger King bacon double cheeseburger is clearly not a low-fat food. If we calculate its percentage by fat, of fat by weight and include the ketchup and the bun, we can accurately state that it's only 18% fat, over 80% fat-free. However, as a percentage of calories, it is 54% fat, and the hamburger patty alone is 68% fat. McDonald's Lean Deluxe Burger was advertised in the early 1990s as 91% fat-free, using the same number trick, when in fact 48% of its calories came from fat. Likewise, so-called low-fat 2% milk is not really 2% fat. 35% of its calories come from the fat. They call it 98% fat-free by weight only because of its water content. Low-fat milk is not low-fat product at all, and neither are the low-fat cheeses and other low-fat animal foods when you recalculate their fat on a per-calorie percentage basis. This is just a sad trick played on Americans. Incidentally, 49% of the calories in whole milk come from fat. So the USDA or the U.S. Department of Milk, or Meat, Milk, and Cheese, instead of weight, using weight instead of calories, in nutrient analysis tables has evolved into a ploy to hide how nutritionally unsound many foods are. The role of the USDA was originally to promote the products of animal agriculture industry. Over 50 years ago, the USDA began promoting a so-called four basic food groups with meat and dairy products in the number one and number two spots on the list. Financed by the meat and dairy industry and backed by nutritional scientists on the payroll of the meat and dairy industry, this promotion ignored science. This program could be more accurately labeled the four food myths. It was taught in every classroom in America, oh, I can attest to that, with posters advocating a diet loaded with animal protein, fat, and cholesterol. The results of this fraudulent program were dramatic and in more ways than one. Americans began eating more and more animal foods, so campaigns sparked the beginning of the fastest-growing cancer epidemic in the history. And heart attack rates soared to previously unheard of levels. For years and years, the USDA resisted lowering cholesterol and dietary fat recommendations in spite of the irrefutable evidence 
that Americans were committing suicide with food. Heavy political pressure, lobbyist money blocked the path to change. Promote nutrient analysis of foods by weight instead of by calories became a great way to keep excess calories, cholesterol, and saturated fats in the diet. A terrific strategy to create a nation with an epidemic of obesity, heart disease, and cancer. A foreign enemy out to destroy America could not have devised a better and more effective and insidious plot. How ironic that this was the program designed by our own government, promoted by our own tax dollars, and justified on the grounds that it served the public interest. With all the scientific data available, including massive investigational studies on human health and diet, you would think that people would know which foods are best to eat and why. But most people are still confused by the diet and nutrition. Why? Part of the problem is that most of us are slow to make changes, especially when they involve personal habits and family traditions. Most people do not embrace change. They are more comfortable with familiarity and cling to long-held but incorrect information in spite of vast increase in nutritional information. Much of it is contradictory and has led to only more confusion. Our government spends over $20 billion, with a B, on price supports that benefit the dairy, beef, and veal industries. This money is given to farmers to artificially reduce the cost of crops used to feed cows, thereby helping to reduce the prices we pay for dairy foods, fowl, and meat. Fruits and vegetables grown primarily for human consumption are specifically excluded from the USDA price supports. Out of one pocket, we pay billions of our tax dollars to support the production of expensive disease-causing foods. Out of the other pocket, we pay medical bills that are too high because our overweight population consumes too much of these rich foods, rich in disease-causing foods. Our tax dollars are actually used to make our society sicker and keep our health insurance costs high. I'm going to stop there, and um, we'll be jumping into the into food pyramids tomorrow. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business and what's going on in the new skin world. I guess they're getting ready to release a new body spa here in the U.S., so that is something to look forward to. This is Susan Mann for December 11th, 2023, signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments as soon as I take us off mute. And if you're one of my shy people and would much rather send me a text, you can definitely do that to 503-502-4863. And just let me know if you're part of this R90 group. So there we have it, my friends, how those food... um, pyramids and everything else that the USDA has done really confuses what we should be eating and what our government actually spends the money on. So I hope you found that of interest. Like I said, tomorrow we'll be diving into um, food pyramids. And if you get a chance, get outside and enjoy the fresh air. If not, make sure to get plenty of exercise in. I know it's this time of the year when we tend to eat more calorie-laden treats, 
that are really not good for us, which is why I always recommend adding an extra five to ten minutes of exercise to kind of help offset that a little bit. And remember, those are supposed to be treats once in a while, not something you have daily or multiple times a day. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.